This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 225, the 2022 Tournament Structure. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Wait, we gotta wait for daddy to think of something. What do you got? Why do I have to think of something? Well, you're in charge. Yeah, you're the right. you're the you're the protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the protagonist. Are you the antagonist? You're the anti-hero of the show. I am not the antagonist you're the or the anti-hero. You're the no, knuckles I'm, to my chest. I'm not knuckles. <laughs> We're not talking about Sonic the Hedgehog 2 here, okay? If that's what you think the opening riff is gonna be, no way, Jose. <laughs> What, Although, what are we then? What's our counterpart? What is our fictional counterpart? Is that Idris Elba yeah, playing man. Knuckles? And I get to be Ben Schwartz. Heck yeah, dude. I'll take it. I don't want to be Knuckles. I'm obviously Tails. Come on. Are You're you serious? Tails. Of course I'm Tails. How am I not Tails? You're Big the Cat. I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now you nailed it. I am definitely Big the A tertiary character who's so strange and odd. People are like, why is this guy in it? Why is this guy around? What do we need this guy for? That's, is this that's a, what I feel is this like. Is an ostracizing bit? People know Sonic characters. This is the wrong show, though. This is our board game show, Hunter. We're talking about video games. We've crossed the dimensions oh, sorry, again. Whoops. I forgot what show we were recording. I clicked record <laughs> and I, I forgot which one because we've got two now. Eventually, we'll have three and four mm-hmm. and then there'll be the Hunter and Matt cinematic universe. <laughs> it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, my friends. It's never going to stop. Um, I can't believe how many people oh my signed up for the tournament. Yeah. 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 It's, it's uh, uh it's very intimidating. I'll say that much. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's today's episode is all about that, actually. And um, I, I will say, I'll preface everything with this. Um, in, in terms of the numbers, we are, be, due to scheduling reasons, we had to record this before the signups are officially done. But by the time you listen right. to this, the signups are officially done. But it's slowed down enough that we have a decent look of close to how many people there are. Looking at it right now, we have 601 participants. And there will be more. Right. Like we right. will be a little we will be a little bit over 601. Uh, and yeah, that freaks me out. We we almost we almost doubled last year. Right. Yeah, the other thing that's weird about it is that, um, Matt, you had this little, like, you had put together this thing where you were you were showing the total amount of uh, eligible people to enter the tournament. Right. And then how many actually entered for each year, which gave us a percentage breakdown yeah. of, like, how many to expect. And actually, percentage-wise, even though the total number of participants was going up every year, percentage of eligibility was going down. Yeah. So, yeah. like... 
you had what was your number you had a it, number you're like it's probably gonna be this number i thought we were year. gonna have about 400 to 450 like i thought it was gonna be like 430 participants because that was on track with like the curve we had been having which was like 50 working its way down to about 40 percent of total patrons sign up for the tournament and this yeah. year we're at like 75 percent of patrons signed up for the tournament it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> yeah so it's nuts i would just want to say thank you to everybody yeah. thank you um for you you i appreciate it so much i want to get my appreciation out there before i dunk on you a little bit um <laughs> it is i i i love this community thank you so much for supporting the show by um by signing up for this tournament um but it does feel like y'all came by my office and jumped a giant like like a giant stack of papers on my desk you're like i need these i need these, I need these by, by march January. yeah it's like what you said that's like what you as a community, you all came by just a little, just a little bit. Actually, it's more like this. It's more like 600 people lined up outside my office uh -huh. with one sheet of paper. Yeah. And, and they just started stacking on my desk. <laughs> um, just trying to have my coffee here. Dang it. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm that's all I'm saying. Um, um, but no, of course, it's amazing. And I can't believe how uh, how lucky we are. And I can't believe how long the tournament is going to take. Oh, no. I'm so sorry <laughs> to people that are so, that like think about the people that are in the that that won't play until the prelims, the people in the buy round. I, lo I love the idea, too, that because we do first come, first serve for buy round, so like Stads, who is a popular community member, was the very first person to sign up for this year's tournament. They, yeah, they, yeah. They got their thing in first, punched their ticket right away, which means they get a buy, which means there's a very real chance that Stads, as the first person who signed up, will not play in this tournament until June of next year. <laughs> <laughs> You think it might be that bad? No. Yes. Surely not. Think about the prelims. If the prelims do not start until March and there are right. 36 games at three games per weekend, that's 18 weekends. Like, and if oh, stats right. can't get into a game too fast, it's it's like May. <laughs> it's like May before stats might play a game. How many people? Okay. So this is, we're at this point now where we, the, the, the tournament has gotten so successful that I think it's going to start eating its own tail and becoming yeah. just a strange question. How many people this year? Once they finally get their time to play, are going to be like, I don't play this game yeah. anymore. Like, this is, I signed up for this, like, so long ago. Yeah. And now it's time to play. My wife, my, my, I became pregnant and had my child in between <laughs> the time that I signed up for this tournament and I had my first game. Oh my that's, God. that's what 2024's tournament looks he's, like. He's joking around. It's not going to be that bad, but it is, it is going to be, I don't know. This is something I was saying to you before, Matt, um, that I, uh, I just want to put out there because y'all came out in force. Yeah. To me, in a way... This is the fourth tournament, but because of the sheer volume of it, mm -hmm. to me, it actually kind of feels like the first tournament. Yeah, like absolutely. That the other three tournaments were just preparing, but on a logistical standpoint, <laughs> this is a, a level of magnitude higher than what we've dealt with before, which means when we get to the finals, I mean, like yeah. in 2019, the finals were so exciting, right? Yeah. But it was like, you know, it was, oh, it's down to these six players from like, how many players in total? 100 Eight. Yeah. We had 108 players, and now it's down to six. Wow, how epic. When we get to six players in this tournament, it's those one six will be... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <of the total. laughs> 
it's gonna be one person out of every hundred that signed up yeah that's that's, that's nuts. nuts yeah that's not the same <laughs> thing okay. that we've ever had like <laughs> yeah it's freaky oh my um, god I'm I'm really excited for it. It uh it it's funny that you put it that way. That this like sense that uh it's it's gonna start like eating itself and it's it's too big. I I it it to me you you put it as like it's our first tournament. I don't think of it that way. I think the first three tournaments taught you and I how to do this, and this is the first year where it's like uh hey community, we absolutely need you. <laughs> to like be oh, yeah, yeah. an active participant it, like i i i you know we've always tried to um not ask for too many things for free from the community we still do and that's you know whatever i, I have my feelings about that people want to help out people want to volunteer but we try to not ask too much uh but it is it has literally gotten so big that there's no way for it to exist without like volunteer effort yeah basically. yeah yeah yeah, I remember Matt in the gap between uh, the last tournament and this. I guess we're still in the gap right now. I remember at one point I said to you, "Oh, you know, next year I think uh, I think that one way to improve it will be to make the qualifiers get those all streamed and up on YouTube as well." <laughs> I remember I said that to you. We did not even discuss that. That of course no. is not going to happen. Yes, we didn't even need not. to talk about it. It yeah. was just kind of like, "Oh yeah, no that that will basically be yeah." um impossible right can you imagine there are so gonna like be, let's say there are gonna be twice say, as many qualifier games as there are other games in the entire tournament yeah right at this point right so the the first round will what do you say around 80 it's about games? 80 games yeah oh my god so like i don't think we have the structural integrity even just hard drive space wise yeah to hold yeah. to have 80 games coming through the cyberverse yeah to us that we then put onto YouTube. You I don't and even I think both, that's You and I both possible. literally hit our internet service providers data limits just doing oh, no, the prelims yeah, of you're last out. Year. Matt, yeah. you are basically retired. Yeah. If that is the <laughs> You know what I mean? Like your internet situation, I've had it up to here yeah. with it. <laughs> it's like in Arkansas they just think like, oh, no content creators here. It's like yeah. they signed some sort of shadow bill. It's absurd they, like, that please I'm here let in there the not woods. be content. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Please not. <laughs> um what is it cox 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 internet come on step your game up yeah. i don't know if you You're listen rude. but you no, i talked don't. to him on the phone and their answer was literally like where else are you gonna go idiot <laughs> <laughs> we've got you like the woman God. told me that on the phone let's talk let's competition get, let's... right competition yeah. it perfects the market <laughs> it just competition is it's it's so good the free I'm market living the successes of capitalism you know yeah, i'm really thanks. i'm really in it <laughs> thanks capitalism <laughs> It's all these options I got. I'm like overwhelmed. My internet, my healthcare, really everything's going great for oh, me these my, days. So, and they're all competing against each other. They have to do better because I could choose whatever. I mean, except for the one because I only have one choice in the woods. And I'm not employed. Okay. Um, let's, let's, let's get into some business though. Uh, so yeah, formally, yeah. let's say, hey, yes, the signups are closed for the 2022 tournament signups are they they closed this last saturday um uh -huh. that doesn't mean you have absolutely no shot of being in the tournament with, oh yeah with 600 people in this tournament every year we get people that drop because like we said some people do not play their game for months and some people go hey i don't play this anymore it's not going to work for me hey i just had a kid yeah. not going to happen right. anymore. whatever yeah lots yeah. of things happen which means we always have to have a, a well filled out wait list 
So if you join the Patreon, we we have a we will have a post available on the Patreon that doesn't go away and is just a link to the waitlist sign up form. So you could sign up for just a, for one month, get on the waitlist form, whatever. I, it doesn't matter. Um, but the waitlist functions as first come first serve uh, people to fill in games for dropped players uh, in right. the tournament. This can right. happen one of two different ways, just so you know what you're getting into for the waitlist. Because obviously it's not a guarantee that you'll play in the tournament. But you either, if someone drops well in advance of any game they may have played, we will go first come first serve on the wait list. Whoever first signed up on it, hey, you are now invited into the tournament. You are, you are a part of it and a part of all the standard scheduling. The other thing that happens is sometimes we get no shows to a game and no communication with them and we have to assume they've disappeared and we work it out on the back end, but generally... Uh, it, this is especially true for the prelims. It will be less so the case in the qualifiers because the qualifiers, it's like, hey, I'm sorry that game fell apart, uh, but we, we, you know, whatever. But in the prelims, you know, we have a lot of streaming things going on and, and a schedule to adhere to. And if someone bails on their game right before the prelim game, like they're probably just out of the tournament and we need to fill in that spot like ASAP that morning of or whatever. And we right. will go to a waitlist channel on the discord and say any waitlisters available right now to play a tournament yeah. game. It's, right. it's your spot if you want it. So you can either be the first to sign up on the waitlist and hope for a first come first serve, or you can hang out on the discord anytime a game is starting up and wait and see if everybody shows up. Those are like the two yeah. ways to get into the tournament. Right. So if you're someone, I think this is almost exactly what I said last year. It's true every year. If you're somebody that for some reason missed the window, but you're like, I'm interested in doing this. Maybe, maybe it's, the, you know, maybe it's the future. Maybe you're listening to this, uh, in a couple months. Um, you know, if you got a lot of availability on the weekends and you like this game, especially yeah. with how many people we got coming in this year, like you, you'll probably get in, yep. you will probably get a shot at it. I promise. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, don't, uh, and I mean, if you're somebody, uh, yeah, I, I, then the inverse of that would be like, if you're somebody that doesn't have a lot of availability, the wait list is probably not actually going to work out for you, but yeah. who knows? It could. I right. don't know. Right. Um, so just to give some sense of totals, I will have uh, Matt from the future clue in right now with, uh, with the actual final count of the tournament. Your 2022 Patreon tournament total is 616 players which is actually exactly 80 games like we said earlier that's 480 qualifiers and that means the first 136 players to sign up are the ones that receive the buy into the prelims uh and from the first to the 136th player to sign up was all of four minutes and two seconds. Yikes! Thank you for that, Matt. Uh, that was that. What? 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 Crazy, scary numbers. I'm terrified. Uh, you terrify me, and the future terrifies me. What if it was like seven hundred? <laughs> we like, got a hundred in the last day. <laughs> yeah, I would die. Um, That's so funny. So, given all that, what what I know that Matt just said is something around eighty qualifying games with around a hundred and. 30 to 140 buys the buys being the people who go straight into the prelims those are the ones who are definitely not playing a game until at least march yeah. so here's the big task for the community and for all the qualifiers uh we we came up with these dates before 600 of you signed up but the right. goal is to do those 80 qualifying games in january and february 
That's the goal. Yep. Within yep. weekends, yep. weekdays, yep. whatever you can make work, what we will do, the way it is structured is uh, the, there will be a qualifying player channel on the Discord. I will go in and mark everyone's role. That's why I ask for your Discord ID. I have to go in and manually <laughs> assign a role to everyone who uh, signed up and is in the qualifying round. And there will be a channel in the Discord for all the qualifying players to hang out and try to organize games. It's, it's a system that worked surprisingly well last year. Um, basically, people announce, hey, I'm looking for a game at X time. And we pin that message and they look for five other players. And once six total qualifying players have found a game together, we lock it in. And um, that is how the qualifiers will go. So with... As with 80 games, that means, especially on the weekends when most people are available, there will be many games going at once on the weekends. Right. Like, maybe some days where there's, like, six active games happening at the exact same time. Yeah, yeah. So it should be doable to find games, again, especially if you're available on the weekends. For people who, like, don't have availability on the weekends, you probably need to put in extra effort to find game times with people in your similar situation where it's like, hey, I want to play Monday afternoon. That is a hard thing. Trust Hunter and I do that a lot because our schedule is like we try to do work during the week and sometimes that work is playing a game. It's hard to find people to play at uh, 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. So you got to get ahead of it. Uh, in that qualifying channel and look for people to play your qualifying match with. I got to throw this out at you, Matt. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but I'm actually, I'm having an idea live on the air. Matt, are we going to have to split up the qualifying channels by zone, you think? Or just one qualifying channel? Because I'm realizing this is a qualifying channel where we're saying, please organize your game yeah. in January and February. But like, this is going to be a channel that like, 600 well no sorry well like, like 400 yeah yeah 400 ish people. people are going to be looking to set up games is yeah. there a way that we can make it easier for them do you think splitting splitting it up probably we will probably zone? we will probably have to for a while our discord is going to look like the other tabletop simulator discord <laughs> where there's just like a thousand <laughs> channels of regions and time zones and everything we will I'll, I'll tell you this much as we go we will sort those problems out there may be a a category for the waitlisters and then a few different time zones that you're looking for games in to then get yeah to get to get your games done um so yeah i, I don't know so the, but the goal the big goal here being to be completely done with every single qualifier before we start the prelims and we would like to start the prelims in march now we if we have to push this a tiny bit that will be doable but i certainly do not want to be starting the prelims in april um, like no, mid, no mid March is about as bad as it can get. No before way. it becomes a problem. I for would our sooner whole year. no, and and I'm I'm gonna put no. We're starting them in March. We're starting yeah. them early March is when they start. Yeah, and I don't care if because if if it's like if qualifiers got to keep happening. Right. If it's if it's just like last going, year where there's a handful of qualifiers that haven't finished before we start the prelims, then then maybe that's fine, and we just have to do that again. This is a this is a rather informal tournament, and and it is a community effort, and we hope you all join us for it because it's it it takes quite a bit to like make all of these ducks fall into a row uh so, Dude, and, so bear and with my us. expectation i know i'm uh, between the two of us i'm the one that spends less time on the discord but my expectation is in january and february i'm going to be paying a lot of attention to it yeah. um like i kind of felt like i did this year actually yeah, when sure. we were in the early tournament season season because there's a lot um so don't i don't want to make it sound like oh if you're in the qualifiers you know you just got to figure it all out by yourself like we'll help you as much oh, yeah. as we can like we'll, we'll be we, there We'll have mods in the channels, too, that are always around and, and able to help with stuff. And the other thing we can talk about right now is um, Hunter and I will not be actively streaming every single qualifier game. It's impossible. Nope. 
But nope. the big goal for this year is what we did last year. It's, it's, it's essentially the same idea, which is anybody who wants to um, can request the qualifying streamer role on the Discord. If you want to stream games and you want to you try your hand at using our setup and, and streaming six other people play TI, uh, you can do that. Um, and you will also have access to the qualifying game organization channel and you'll be able to see when games are getting organized for and you'll be like hey i could stream that day let me yeah let me jump on that and let me message those six players and see if they're cool with their game being streamed everybody who signs up for the tournament should be cool with their game being streamed that's sort of the whole point of the tournament is games getting streamed Um, yeah for sure so qualifying streamers will be able to go in there and sign up for games and then we will have a running list of everybody who's got actively going on games so that the community can tune into any game that's potentially going on at any moment we will be posting the schedules as they get updated we'll be putting them in announcements and all that kind of stuff um so the qualifying games don't end up on the space cats peace turtles youtube that's that's no. the big thing that we were kind of alluding to earlier it's it's just unmanageable we can barely get through the prelims in terms of data management <laughs> and and tripling that workload uh, doesn't do us any favors. So the qualifiers are where the community lives, basically. Yeah, right. I wanted to respond to some pre-errata at this point. Uh, people have been asking, especially for the qualifiers, will in-person games of Prophecy of Kings be allowed? There are enough people in this tournament now where there's a realistic chance that, like, in Minneapolis, there are six people that are all in this tournament, and it doesn't ask if they can play their game, in, if they can meet up <laughs> somewhere in Minneapolis and play the game. Oh, Wow. I think that's a cool idea, but I we do we're trying to do a lot of stuff in terms of tracking this tournament and like filling out the stuff. I want to say no to that, and that all games need to be on Tabletop Simulator, even though I know it's way cooler for you to get to do your tournament game in person. But I don't know, things get tricky there. Also, there's like some stuff of like, do you have Codex Two and Codex One printed and added to it? Like, do you have uh, yeah, everything? Yeah. Right. You know, it gets really really messy. So we are sticking with Tabletop Simulator, but uh. I love the idea that that's even possible at this point because that definitely was not possible in like 2019. Not even. Well, a I mean, bit. Uh, this is why what we need is yeah. SCPT Con, where you show up. It's like two weekends, and we have you know 600 people there, and we just do all this and yeah. we just do it all. I want SCPT Con to be uh, like a bunch of games are getting organized, but the the six finalists get invited and flown out to scpt con for free on our dime and then we do the turn we do the tournament finals at scpt con that's the dream for for old matt oh my god (laughs) that would be so cool that would be so cool check out our patreon uh, hey support us Uh, okay what's next uh so so qualifiers that's kind of how all that runs uh prelims hopefully start in march every prelims game will be streamed uh again if you do really well in the qualifiers we are going to be asking for people to join our stream team uh flat tomatoes and duke lucum helped them out immensely last year they don't know it yet but we're going to hit them up again and ask for their help again for as much as they want to put into it um we're trying to find more and more ways to like make that worth your while too. That is like an ongoing project for us is like how to, how to do it. Um, you know, I, I am not a fan of like paying an exposure or whatever. I, oh, yeah, I, no. ho- I hope that like you are a Twitch affiliate and you can make something off of just the sheer stream numbers. But like, we hope to do more than that uh, is, is yeah. what I will say at this point. Yeah. And every, yeah, if you hope, yeah, yeah, it, it does. It is tough to, to navigate that. Um, I do feel like, 
we can promote every stream as much as possible, regardless of whether me and Matt are involved at all whatsoever. Yeah. Um, all of the, all, the only thing that I want at the end of the day is for me to have 36 prelims games that yeah. are on the YouTube for that, sure. that live there so that they're easily organized. But beyond that, yeah. I think y'all should feel a certain level. If you're streaming it, that you should feel a certain level of like, yes, this is under the SCPT umbrella, but this is mine. Like I'm, this yes. is my commentary. I'm doing this the way I want to basically. Right. I'm totally, Definitely. especially if it's good. Like I, then yeah. Awesome. Like feel, right. feel that sense of ownership about it. Now I'm just talking to like six people right now on the show. <laughs> well, but. it's, there's a very real chance. It's a lot more than that this year. There's going to be people that want to, want to get involved in this kind of thing. Um, yeah. The big thing is we hope to have like basically a bigger prelims stream team this year. And, um, we the, the other thing with the prelims is that's when the games are one at a time. I we don't we do as best as we can to not have the games overlap in any way. So the the goal too is you as a viewer could watch every single game of the prelims live on Twitch. Whereas the qualifiers, yeah. there's no way you could actively watch every single game that happens live no, because there's going to be no. like six games going on at once. And give me a break. Um, so do we want to get into what this tournament actually, what the structure of the games are going to look like now that we've covered the structure of the overarching tournament at large? Well, I do. So there's one thing we've kind of, we've kind of glazed over that I think is important to note, which is that, um, we're to me. So I, I've been, I'm working on a, a player stats page, um, that will help inform the invitational for next year. And I feel like the invitational for next year is going to be uh, like really exciting because we're going to get a whole like a whole bunch more uh, data uh, on on players and being able to rank them and stuff is uh, so much fun. So there is going to be like if you are doing a qualifying game and you win, you are going to have to submit this like Google form that will yeah. ask you kind of a series of questions yeah. that will just want filled out for for stats. Last year, one of one of my issues was that. I didn't have like super solid stats on the qualifiers. Like obviously I knew who won every qualifying right. game, but I did not know like who how else everyone else game. did in comparison yeah. to them. Like, yeah, like any, any, any of that stuff was just kind of lost data and a lost opportunity for people that played in the qualifiers, but maybe like didn't go through. Right. Um, so this year I would like to avoid that. I would like um, a stat uh, and it won't be like obnoxious stuff. It'll be things like, you know, just like what were what are the names of the players? What factions do they play? What slice did they select? Uh, when did uh, did the player that won did they win in the status phase or the action phase? Was right. what was you know were they the speaker? What strategy card they had? Stuff like that, yeah. and especially point totals. I want yes. that for sure. It's basically what if 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 the game ended the moment it ended and you took a picture of the board. What information can we glean from the ending of the game? That's that's what we are going to look for. In previous years, I've asked when we had like moderators in 2020, they all filled out a similar version of this form, except for it was it, way more thorough uh, in a way mm -hmm. I enjoyed, but is also more than I can ask like this many people to take part in. It was asking for like everybody's strategy card order in every single round of the game and all of that kind of stuff. We're not going to do, do that. It's literally just a snapshot of the ending. I do wonder if there is a way to automate this in the mod, actually. I think, well, but, there definitely is, in, and we're always talking with, with Daryl and, and everybody else who does stuff in the mod of, like, how we can do, you know, I, I want to get more ways to track information. I want to coordinate with Parsley Sage, who does a lot of uh, the statistics stuff. Um, so there, there's a lot of people that we plan to, like, reach out to and talk with about how we can kind of community effort get all of this stuff even cleaner. 
Um, but the, the, the mod has come such a long way that, yes, a lot of these stats are just being tracked. And as long as, you know, whoever is collecting the data can look at it and go, oh, I know that this is a tournament game. As long as they can check that box, like this was a tournament game, they can know the point totals and everything else, basically. So, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, yeah, I'm excited about those possibilities. Uh, let's get let's get in the nitty gritty and talk yeah. about these yeah. games. Like, how do they work, Matt? Yeah. What is the what are the rules this year? So if you uh, did not pay attention to our invitational tournament that we just finished up not too long ago, uh, then this will be news to you, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to the Inventational Structure episode where we talked about Milty Draft, because we are sticking with that plan. We liked it a lot for the Invitational, um, and we are doing a modified version of what the community calls Milty Draft. It's a tool developed by the user Milty, um, and then built this crazy working thing in TTS that allows you to do a lot of things hard-coded. Um, but we are going to do a Milty Draft where... We have pre-built seven slices uh, for the draft. The way that Milty Draft works is at the beginning of the game, it randomly deals you a, a, an amount of slices and an amount of factions, and then it deals you your round one uh, speaker order. Those are the three things that you get to draft from, and you go serpentine draft back and forth and back and forth until all of the players have chosen each of those three things. Right. And... So ours is, instead of randomized slices, we will have named fun SCBT tournament-style slices that are going to get revealed very soon. We do those in a video. So there will be a video soon revealing uh, all of the slices, of which there will be seven, which is slightly different from the Invitational. We did eight in the Invitational and felt like that was too many. And then there will be eight factions that are dealt to all of the players. Now, these will not be wholly randomized we, we've been going back and forth on how to do this but these eight factions are from a predetermined list of a bunch of different sets of factions basically mm -hmm. we intend to do i think it's 18 uh faction sets which is realistically six sets of the 24 factions you got 24 factions in the game we're going to break them up into into threes right where where every single faction shows up once we do that six times we have 18 pools that are viable and so the custom tournament multi-draft tool will shuffle, will will spin the roulette wheel of those 18 faction sets and will spit one out to you. So it's not as random as just literally shuffling the bag and pulling out eight factions. Um, it gives Hunter and I a chance to have a little bit of control over how volatile the draft gets. Yeah. Um, if it's going to be volatile, we can like sort of plan for that by making sure certain factions are in or whatever. Um but that's more or less our idea is like having a set amount and you will know all of them. They will that information will be revealed. So if you wanted to get <laughs> insane and theory craft what you would do under all 18 potential, you know, it's it gets to a point oh where it's like God. you're you're pretending to theory craft and you're just imagining what all could happen. But but if you want to know it, the information will be out there. And then you also pick your six uh, speaker order positions. So it's eight factions, seven slices, six speaker order factions for uh, the building of your map and choosing of slices and all that. Now, I want to stress something. What we just outlined is the rules currently for uh, the qualifiers. Yep. Um, I mean, it's I, I say currently as if we're going to change it. No, no, no. I think that is exactly what you're going to get for the qualifying round. Now, once we get to the prelims, will that change? I think it could a yep. little. I think it could slightly change. We're going to get to do 80-ish yeah. games with this rule set. 
if by game 45 we see something we don't like about it we're going to switch that up for the prelim so don't expect you know in last year it was one rule set for the qualifiers and the prelims altogether. This year, I want to leave ourselves a little bit of room to yep. possibly make an adjustment between the qualifying round and the preliminary yep. round. It's very likely it'll be new slices, and we may even basically change up the totals. It might not be seven slices. It might not be eight factions, basically, yep. is what we're saying. Totally. Going into the prelims, and then especially going into the semis and finals, that's where we give ourselves ultimate permission to like really shake things up. So... So yeah, yeah. Pl plan for that. Plan for qualifiers and prelims to potentially have some differences in them. Yeah, I'm excited about that potential because I think that, you know, having having 80 games played a certain way, there's going to be some patterns that maybe me and Matt are going to yeah. be interested in uh, shaking up by the time we get to that to that prelims Well, round. especially after 80 games, it'll just be like, well, we've seen L1Z1X a thousand times. Like we might modify yeah. the factions to, to where there's just, you know what? L1 doesn't show up as often so that we can get other factions seen in these prelims yep. or whatever. Like I, that's that's something we're very interested in. We want to see all the factions get played. I can't make you play Arborek, and I don't want to make you play Arborek because they're bad and they're not good at the board game. But we want to give as many opportunities for Arborek to end up in there as we possibly can. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And if y'all all pass on it because you're heartless, then what? And you don't want to be <laughs> as legendary as a player Andra. like Andra. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, sure, sure. Go ahead, coward. But uh, <laughs> but Andra knows what I'm talking about. Exactly. Um, let's talk about time limit, Matt. Yeah. This is something that people might not be used to. I mean, yeah. if you played last year, you're used to it. Yeah. But maybe it, yeah. it, it, it is the exact same as last year. So nothing scary there. But if you're new to it and you've never played with our tournament time limit. Uh, this is just a necessity of not wasting everybody's time. Uh, basically, 2020, we had like multiple 14-hour-long games, and it killed our moderators and our stream team and everybody. It just, yeah. It's too much, man. It's too much to ask people to do. It's too much to ask your other players to do, you know? we None of us mm -hmm. want to sign up for this tournament and then have to block off like a 16-hour stretch. That's ridiculous. Right. But most of us right. can't make that accomplishable. We are squeezing this into a Saturday, and we got dinner <laughs> to, get, to get to or whatever. Yeah, we are we trying lives. to make that accommodating. So the way the time limit works is it is an eight hour soft time limit. And what that means is there's a little timer in TTS that'll that'll start the second uh, you finish the draft. So your draft isn't timed necessarily, but usually those go pretty fast. I've even always thought about starting the timer at the start of the draft, but I don't think it's worth it. Uh, so the, the second you click go on the finishing the draft, the timer starts and you have eight hours. When the eight hours goes off, whatever round you are in, you will finish that round. If you're in the strategy phase of round six, you will finish all of round six, including the agenda phase. Uh, if you are in the status phase of round five, when that timer goes off, you will just finish the agenda phase of round five. And that will right. be the end of the game. If there is one person with the most points and they didn't get to 10, but they have the most points, then they win. If there is a tie for the most points at the end of that round after the time limit broke, then those players and those players alone go into our really goofy punishing tiebreaker that is intended to not be perfectly balanced and to punish all of the players for making the game take too long. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. the point of the tiebreaker. Uh, and the way it works is you take all of the remaining stage one public objectives that were not dealt out throughout the game and one at a time you deal one uh score or at one public stage one objective and if all of the tied players can score it you move on to the next one 
And if that next one comes out and two of the three tied players can score it, one that the one that couldn't score it is knocked out of the tiebreaker. They're gone. Right. Right. And then you draw another stage one public objective. And then if only one person can score that one of the two remaining, the third person's already out. They don't get another chance. Um, they're, they're gone. Um, then you get it. Now, sometimes you get one where nobody can score it, right? Well, nobody's knocked out. If nobody can score it, we need a winner, whatever. But right. um, every time you cannot score one and someone else can, you are knocked out of the tiebreaker. If right. by some impossible chance... You go through all 15 or 14 remaining stage one public objectives, which, by the way, has never happened. But if it somehow did, you would then go on to drawing secret objectives from the undrawn deck, from, from the deck. You'd shuffle the secret deck and start dealing out mm -hmm. secret objectives. And whoever can claim those uh, would get to do it. Um, things like spend objectives, you, you do spend. And then the next time a spend objective comes up, you are left with what you have after the fact of spending the last time, right? If you have to spend eight resources and that forces you to spend some of your trade goods and then five trade goods comes up later, you don't have those trade goods anymore. You spent them already. So it, it's yeah. not like it exists in this vacuum of no time. It's like, no, you do each one of them one at a time in order until only one person can complete the tiebreaker. And then that is that game's winner. Yeah. Um, and I'll just say this, uh, uh, let's try and keep, uh, the, what, what was it called? The clown fiesta. Let's try and yeah. keep clown fiestas to a minimum. Yeah. I understand some of you are going to go into the tournament and decide you want a six way tie. So you all go to the tiebreaker together. Uh, but let, you know, I don't want to hear, I, I, I think we got room for, I mean, how big this tournament is. I think we could do two or three clown fiestas. <laughs> and then if I see more than three we clown fiestas, <laughs> I will be I I I will be grumpy. Yeah. Okay. Well, and we're I definitely. Know, you know, there's some groups out there that are going to do it, and yeah. I'm. It's totally chill. Well, you know, the only thing we would beg of you is that all six players are on board for for a clown fiesta. The, Don't the, force the reality someone is, into a clown fiesta. The reality is, with so many people in this tournament, we now have a much higher likelihood that there are people that are not in it to win it. And like, <laughs> I can't control your behavior, but there's a lot of people that are in it to win it. So. Uh, this is a tough game to play already. Let's keep the salt level to a minimum, and uh, let's just play. Let's just have a good game, you know. Let's let's not uh, lean too hard into the whack factor. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Although I mean, like there are some some people are grandfathered in, like D twenty chemists. Right. I don't think if you if you're like in a game, like let's say I'm commentating and D twenty chemist is in your game, and you're like, uh, this D twenty chemist uh guy isn't uh taking the game so seriously. I'm just going to be like, yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. That's yeah. just how it works. Yeah. Like, there's no, you, you know. You got a 1 in 600 chance of uh, getting D20 cam. I haven't even confirmed yeah. if he's signed up for this year. So, who knows, you know? Oh, Maybe. no. No, we have to have D20 chemists. Oh, he's in Like, there. I yeah, will yeah, not. Yeah, nah, D20 okay, chemists are there. Hey, qualifiers, look out. D20 chemist is in your round. So, it's so <laughs> somewhere lurking amongst the qualifiers is uh, the chaos engine. I feel right. like we, we hype up D20 chemists too much. And now there's going to be people that are, like, seeking to dethrone his his level of chaos i'm looking at you turd hey turd user turd maybe maybe you can't say turd on our show matt don't say turd i don't like that this is a family show matt i can't have you just be it say a turd up here ridiculous Completely i've got my ridiculous. eye on you is all i'm saying yeah yeah well, well yeah we'll see we'll see if uh anyone can uh dethrone d20 20 chemist for uh chaos uh also those of you who are um, very good at the game. Um, you are, uh, I promise you, you are actually good at the game, even if you <laughs> fail at our tournament. Like, I, every year it happens. Every year I just want to put it out there that, like, 
it's it she's a cruel mistress yeah. this game you well know? the, the she's, thing too she's evil like the sea <laughs> exactly <laughs> i i think lots of people have paid it like when the when we were doing the root tournament last year there was a lot of discussion about like how to organize the root tournament and garrick went on to do uh the winter tournament which last year he did like a swiss style tournament which is like a lot of games for a few number of people and this year he's doing like double elimination for still quite a bit of people but even that is still like, well, that's an expectation of a three hour long game of route. Like if we were to do a tournament that was like we are actually trying to like find truly the best player. So like everyone's going to play uh, 15 games of TI before the before we crown a winner. Like that would literally take like a couple of years <laughs> to complete yeah, a tournament yeah. of that size. Right. Like, if we were to do that many games. If anything, I guess that's sort of what we're working towards right now. It's like with each year, we grow closer to having six champions that we can put into a game together. But the funny thing about even that to me is like, by the time we have six champions, nine of spades will be like this old man who's like, I remember when we in Twilight, <laughs> we didn't even have commanders. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty true. Uh, I I'll go ahead and say this as well, too. Uh, I mean, this is something that every year this happens. I don't know why people always note this, but it's like, yeah, there's not gonna be that many repeat semifinalists. Oh yeah, like it's just not. It's so it's hard. not common for someone to make it to the semis again. Yeah, basically, yeah. and that goes double for. I mean, we've a never champion. seen a repeat finalist ever right. in the tournament. I I even though you know uh, the twenty. The 2020 finalists, Matt from the future here, uh, Donorada Hunter. He he said 2020. He meant to say 2021. Leave him alone. All right. He meant the 2021 finalists. He says their actual names here in two seconds. All right. So I I I heard your keyboard, you Arada nut, but I got you. I I friggin got you, dude. Cleaned up in the Invitational, like as a squad. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. They like super proved that like they deserved to be in the finals uh, i'm talking about andre i'm talking about wolf and i'm talking about humble checkmate yeah uh, my favorite humble checkmate love you like do not be surprised that like a lot of these people they're going to come into the tournament they've got targets on their backs yep. and that's enough to just it's, ruin it yeah for you, i mean it's, it's impossible to have a name in the in this game like when when yeah. uh, the second you're known your ability to win goes down big time Hunter and oh, I learned yeah. that about two months after starting this show, and then every finalist has learned that after uh, they, you know, after they made it to the finals, it's just like, oh my gosh, it becomes so hard to win in a non-casual yeah. setting. Honestly, every time, I think the only reason we do the tournament is so that there will be a winner, yeah. and so they know what it feels like. <laughs> this is our punishment for the pod, from because yeah, yeah. we started this stupid podcast, and we don't get to play TI with strangers anymore and like have it be a normal game. Now yeah. we have to inflict that on dozens on of other, other people. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Teddy, Teddy is doomed. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, Teddy is like a deal-making meta style player yep. and has now won a tournament there's yep. no way not yep. even gonna make it like i mean it's just gonna <laughs> sputter just gonna, you yeah. know you won't even hear his name in the qualifiers it'll have ended so he'll get eliminated in by like round three it's just like who that's just teddy? how it works <laughs> and listen teddy if you're if it, i hope you recognize the meta play i'm making here for you okay yeah. i hope We're you understand you i did the yeah. same thing with duke lukem you got i talked down duke lukem man have you seen him win a game in a while no he's he's nothing to worry about nah, anymore. he's nothing i wouldn't don't, worry about don't it don't bother wouldn't don't waste your it. energy dunking on duke lukem 
Yeah, yeah. Def Piper was telling me she's thinking of retiring, you know? So, like, <laughs> one foot out the door. Right. Um, it wouldn't... Nine of Spades, they, they I don't think, knows the rules anymore. Nine of Spades doesn't even know the rules. He's got two I kids. Worry leave him alone. It. Yeah, leave him alone. Come on. It's not that big of a deal. I think I, we, we're just... Uh, we're rooting for the home team sometimes <laughs> with this stuff. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Matt, are you excited? Yeah. I'm very excited if also uh, super just nervous about the logistical... Uh, there's so man my when when it's tournament season um i mean if anything like literally part of the reason i left my job last year was because i was spending so much time on my computer just keeping up with tournament stuff and then my like my boss would come in and be like what you doing and be like uh alt tab uh, mm, uh i don't know work work and work stuff um and uh yeah it's it is all consuming and it, at all hours of the day i'm getting messages from players like trying to sort out scheduling conflicts or whatever and uh it's it's a lot like i i i hope people recognize that uh it we ask we at we this tournament is part of the patreon because it does consume our lives and to yeah. pull it off uh is an all-consuming thing and we hope that you enjoy participating in it and for those of you who uh volunteer you know we hope that you are doing it because you enjoy it and uh we hope that we don't have to lean on uh volunteers very much we hope we can do a lot ourselves but there's only so much money in the twilight imperium streaming game you know there's, yeah. there's only so much we can do yeah, it's true. Um, I just want to say again, I really, um, I really appreciate everybody who signed uh, up this year. I can't believe how many of yeah. you there are. Um, I hope it doesn't sound like we're like grumpy about that. No. We were, we were genuinely like blown um, away and surprised by yeah. it. Like, um, was, it was, was not expecting <laughs> even more than five hundred. Was was yeah. wildly not expecting more than five hundred, and we have over six hundred, and that's it. It's pretty mind boggling uh, how that's yeah. possible. It's insane. I. I you know, since we started this project, Matt, um, everyone that I've known that I've talked about about it, like whether they know anything about Twilight Imperium or not, um, they always say the same thing. They always say, uh, yeah, that's an interesting project, but, you know, how many people would be into that, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah. and then you all just keep showing up. You yeah, know what I mean? Like Exactly. <laughs> they yeah. say it as if, like, oh, there must be, like, kind of a low ceiling for how many people in total in the world uh, yeah. will be interested in this game. Yeah. And um, it's just like a nightclub where I just keep letting more people in. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you too. Sure. Yeah, yeah. You just keep you get, you all keep yeah. showing up and uh, you don't make me cry. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, um, it's it's a big feel. I want to thank all of you patrons who signed up for this tournament. Thank you. Uh, but I also really specifically because I do this every week. I want to thank our weird bears. Big Al Cappuccino, Squeamish Enu, Brassbird, Brian, Kaluin, Son of Leto, Astoria, Alice, Emlachevsky, Sunfax, Absol, Rwise, Fancy Zeeling, and TG Welch. And I want to thank our little peace turtles. Patience is a virtue. My son is also named Bort, Anvalier, Sturmy Sturm, Boo Poo, Doberhuawa, Frank G, Gazkio, Goondock, Rekka, Jaddy M, Jaddy M Jedi. Oof, that's a hard one. Uh, Carnal, Rolo, Uncle Batty, and Teddy's Jam for you. Um, yeah, and make sure to send us uh, as many uh, plays of the week or AKA This Imperium Life stories to spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. We love getting those. We're bringing the segment back. You're Don't. about to hear one in just a second. Um, we are currently in the middle of a Galactic Council poll. Uh, just to go over the options again real quick, your options are round one negotiation. This is for a uh, Galactic Council uh, episode uh, subject. Um, round one negotiations, PDS, when and why, Twilight Imperium, the video game, and then uh, Sidereal Confluence, which to my surprise 
Yeah. It looks like the uh, the coalition to elect sidereal confluence is holding for now. Yeah. You know, for now, it's not. They don't have it in the bag just yet. So I mean, yeah. if you're thinking about signing up and trying to wreck their thing, I think that sounds hilarious. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, it's hey, so cruel. Po politics is tough. Okay, yeah. politics <laughs> is tough, and this is a game that understands that. Um, Homebrewers Guild would love some more secret objectives. We are going to be doing a game in late December. Whenever I get back to Arkansas, um, that will consist of custom strategy cards, custom secret objectives. And in general, be looking forward to, in January, I'll be announcing uh, the kind of new uh, overall mission goal of the Homebrewers Guild. I've been kind of working on it in my brain, uh, and I'm really excited for y'all to uh, to hear about that. Also, mm -hmm. I just want to say real quick about just my life in general, just a little quick uh, life update for me. Um, I'm currently just kind of a weird... Uh, vagabond in uh, Portland. Uh, things have gotten real, real weird for me, but everything is okay. Um, you don't need to be worried or anything. Got everything figured out because luckily I got a lot of friends uh, in the city, <laughs> and they're they're sweet people, and they are helping me out. Um, I will be leaving Portland uh, very soon, in like a week. Uh, I'll be driving to Arkansas uh, for a little bit before I drive to uh, New York City to Brooklyn, to be exact, in early January which is where I will be living uh, going forward. Uh, so if you live in New York City, hit me up. Let's hang out. Let's work on stuff. Let's uh, let's play Twilight Imperium. You know, uh, I am. I'm really excited about living there. My life went into a dumpster and I've decided to uh, moonwalk out of the dumpster and into the opposite coast from where I currently yeah. live. Into the biggest um, dumpster in America, <laughs> New York City. Hello, Hunter. The big lights, the big apple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge lights, huge apple. Um, very, uh, really excited about. I already have a plan for uh, the summer of uh, this idea that I got uh, in Portland uh, at one point, I played Twilight Imperium in the park, and uh, I thought it was amazing, actually, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. It was uh, really flippin' sweet. And so I'm thinking about uh, doing Twilight Imperium in Central Park as a little event that I might do uh, in the summer, which would be really, really fun. Um, which, actually, I don't know how many tables they have out there. I don't know a lot about this place I'm moving. Um, <laughs> also, this is uh, something really random and specific that I think is only really going to apply to a small handful of people. I am uh, having a going away show. Uh, this is, we're talking comedy now. Um, so if you live in Portland and you uh, like my stand-up, uh, or just you just kind of like my attitude, or you just like me, you want to come by and uh, support, uh, I have a show, I have two shows actually, on December 17th happening at Rogue Brewing, um, the east side location. Uh, we have a show at 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock. It's a show I do with... Uh, a friend of mine, Jake Silberman, that we call Hard Man, Soft Boy. It is a stand-up comedy show uh, that features a lot of improvisation uh, in it, a lot of riffing, uh, which is stuff that, uh, that I really enjoy when it comes to comedy. Not really so much a joke writer. I think jokes are lame, and <laughs> they are boring. Um, even good ones are pretty boring, to be honest. Um, I like the make em ups myself um and guess you know between me and this guy that you don't know jake who is the soft boy who is the hard man how will you'll you never, figure it out you'll never what do you know. think yeah. what do you think <laughs> i love you <clears throat> <laughs>
Uh, you can also rate our podcast. Uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. We'd love that. You can also find more information about our Patreon, our Twitter, our Discord, our merch uh, at spacecatspeaceturtles.com, a website we are hoping to update soon. Uh, so keep an eye yeah. on that. That should be fun. Uh, it's, it's been notably kind of behind on the back burner it was like a big project to get started and then immediately was like well that was hard and i didn't like doing it (laughs) yeah for hunter's sake so uh yeah uh hopefully we can we can get that going and yeah to be clear i was i was the one getting the website together which i think i was the wrong head for that job (laughs) to be honest uh, and then when I got it done, it was sort of like, I just well, kind of like, at the time you were the one that had the time to do it and I did not. Yeah. And so oh my God. <laughs> it's just a, a vehicle of necessity, I guess. Hey, let's do a play of the week. What do you say? Yeah. This one, one is from uh, user Matt. This is Matt. Hey, Matt. I'm Matt. Well, it's not from me. It's not from me. Also, I just want to throw it out there. I'm going to, I'm going to peek behind the curtain. This story is like two years old and I don't care. We just really liked it and wanted to tell it, but it, this is a pre POK game this is a base game. This was sent to us in 2019. So Matt, if you still listen to the show, Hey, we finally did your story. How fun. Yeah. Uh, we got you in there, Matt. <laughs> uh, this is a simple one, but it felt like a delicious piece of backstabbery. I was Necro in a game of Necro Isarl, Hakan Ghosts, Muat Mentak. As first pick, I took trade, figuring that if it's good enough for unaligned magi, it's good enough for me. How 2019, an unaligned magi reference, you know? You can really feel the bones on hey, this one. <laughs> magi is still here, and magi is still in fashion, okay? Here, let me grab my foam finger, okay? Yeah. I've got it. I still keep it, all right? It's important to me. Number one, number one. Magi is one of the best players of all time, and I, I won't help him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he des- he deserves to be crushed for in the prelims. <laughs> <laughs> I agreed to a non-binding deal with Muat that I'd refresh them for free if they gave me their ceasefire when we became neighbors later. Uh, they were the second player on their right. That's, boy, what a deal. Uh, free refresh for an entire Muat ceasefire. Two rounds later, when we were neighbors, I asked if they would honor that agreement. And to their credit, he did. Uh, the Muat ceasefire was mine. Later still, our first two-point objective was conquer the weak. The Hakan sent a large fleet through a wormhole and took Muat's home system. The question was whether they could hold it with Muat's adjacent war sons ready to pounce and reclaim it. I deftly handed the Muat ceasefire to Hakan and asked the reasonable price of a support for the throne. I'm not trading a support for the throne for a ceasefire, said Hakan. It's not my ceasefire, said I. Realization dawned upon the face of the Hakan player. The Muat pleaded with all of their trade goods, but a victory point is a victory point. And so we did the deal. Muat was left to spend a tactic token forlornly reclaiming a ceasefire and was locked out of his home system in the status phase. Yeah, so... I like this one just because this is something that I feel like comes like if you're somebody that watches a lot of the gameplay footage, if you if you're if you're one of the if you're in the audience when it comes to the games, I feel like this is all, you know, very well known for you. But for those of you that maybe just listen, I think it's worth saying that you should never give anyone your ceasefire and especially you should not give it to uh, someone for a, just a free refresh on trade. That's, that's essentially for a trade good. Yeah. You essentially sold, especially Muat. Muat ceasefire <laughs> is so valuable yeah. in base game and in POK because in POK, technically um, the trigger for your hero for Nova Seed is the movement of your war sun into the system, correct? Yeah. yeah. I believe that is it. Yeah, just so moving. with the ceasefire, you can prevent the 
the use of even Nova Seed, yeah. which is that's nutty. Yeah, the price of that nutty. ceasefire has gone way up. Um, yeah, man, it's it is so funny though how deals can come back to bite you uh, way later in the game though. Um, that uh, if anything, that's the biggest reason I hate ever giving out a ceasefire unless it's like literally the final round and I can see the implications like right in front of me because the the number of ways a ceasefire can get traded around the table to then surprise you is the worst. When a when a ceasefire is a known quantity like so and so has it. So I just don't yeah. have to touch so and so's stuff. Not right. a big deal. The second that thing starts moving around the table, you're screwed. I mean, it's over. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um yeah, especially I mean in in tournament play on the tournament level, you have to assume that when you give out your ceasefire in round two, it's going to be used against you in round, you know, in round five or round six, because, you know, the whole, if, if you're the winner, then in order to win slay you, that ceasefire may as well just be on a team against yep. you. It, exactly. it will not just stay in one person's hand, which is why, I don't know, I think, uh, I think the ceasefire trade in general has kind of gone out of fashion because there's yeah. just too much liability, too much volatility I love, in uh, giving it out. I love that the arc of this show has been uh, at the very beginning, you and I really undervalued oh God, yeah. promissory notes and people are like, y'all got to use, like we were every time we were like, I don't really recommend trading the, this this promissory note around very much. And everybody's yeah. like, are you right. kidding? It's worth this and it's worth that. It's so good. Gotta and trade it. over time, all we've learned is like, hey, political secrets, actually not great to have just given out because sometimes it totally ruins your entire game to oh, not yeah. be able to vote on oh, an agenda. Yeah. Hey, ceasefires, sometimes it ruins your whole life to not have that thing available to you anymore. And nowadays with POK, like even doing just an alliance swap, sometimes that's giving someone else a point or whatever. So it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel like the jury's actually still out on if any of us should ever trade basically anything, any, any promissory yeah. note ever. Support for the throne for support for the throne still makes sense. But yeah. that's it, basically. Yeah. Well, and that's not true. <laughs> trade agreements work. Over time, the, um, well, yeah, technically trade agreements are still fine. But uh, over time, you know, it's like, there are the, uh, I would say, promissory note hacks that have yeah. been discovered. Right. Stuff like the way people use military support these days if you're playing a soul. Like, it yep. just seems like, yeah, got to do that. That's the right way to do it. The L1 Omega promissory note, yeah, throw it out there. Cavalry, you yeah. know, Nomad, throw it out there. The Empyrean stuff, obviously, you got to throw that out there. I don't know. It's like the faction promissory note is generally the only thing that someone will ever have in their hand that is worth just kind of selling flippantly yeah. all the time. Right. Uh, and everything else, I would say, is questionable. And then some factions have bad promissory notes. Yeah. So then nothing happens. <laughs> so you then know? nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. Why Why can't the Arborek promissory note just, just be... be <laughs> be good why can't it be good i i i want it so bad if it could just be like i get to do the latani ability yeah. like right. one time well in hunter some spot. that won't make thematic sense the lore protests <laughs> no 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 how can they be latani if they are not in fact latani dude last week i just want real quick i mean we're we're trying we're trying to get at also sorry sorry this if this episode seemed like it was kind of low on content i am uh like i said i'm uh in my life is a dumpster fire going out of business sale but uh i what i want to what i want to say real quick is last week i really roasted the lore heads yeah. i roasted them good yeah and I did feel, I just want to say for the record, I did feel bad about it. Because I'd forgotten about it. I'd forgotten that I roasted the Lorehead so good. And then the episode came out and people were, okay, Aghast. it was kind of both sides. It was like, there were people that were like, 
ouchie hunter got me and then there were people that were like heck yeah yeah and i didn't like it either response right. actually <laughs> <laughs> both responses uh i was like oh i hurt people i love and then other people are enjoying that i'm roasting people no no yeah. no it's the lore's great it's you know i'm just uh i'm just a dweeb you know I, I can't read nothing. I can't read <laughs> stuff I want to read. Hunter, you know what I mean? That's why I'm here and Absol is here to read it for you. That's yeah. that's the way we fix this problem. Thank you. I want to say thank you to Matt. I want to say thank you to Absol and uh, all the all the other lore heads out there. I appreciate uh, y'all so 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 much. Um, even though the lore is stupid. Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>